Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Playful Escape podcast, a podcast where I learn how to explore the Reddit forums. My name is Kimberly. My name is Cindy. And we are your hosts. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. This week and in this episode, we're exploring something completely different, and that is the Reddit forums. In the middle of my shift today, I was thinking, you know what? There's a bunch of stories that are out there on the internet that we can talk about, react to, or maybe there's a bunch of questions that we can answer. Okay. And I created a Reddit account for the podcast so people can send questions to us in that way and it is in a public way so that we there are no duplicates to the questions that we are asked but since it's a brand new account i can't create the forum yet oh i see how long do you have to wait about a month Okay. Which is not bad. I mean, we're still brand new. Our podcast, even though we've been releasing a lot of episodes, has room to grow. So having a community or subreddit at some point will be probably really necessary. And earlier, Cindy, I was showing you during my quick break the different categories that Reddit has. Some of them are gaming. Some of them are love advice. Some of them are based on your areas, events, politics. And I was curious. What kind of category do you want us to dive into? Oh, I don't know. I already told you. I have no idea. I don't know why you're asking me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I thought you were going to ask me questions because I was looking not into Reddit, but other questions that I could ask. But the questions I wanted to ask were relating to an email response that we could address. Oh, yeah, definitely. Do you want to start off with that while I look? at the reddit categories and narrow our questions down the email response sure uh let me pull it up first actually forgot actually let me do it on my phone it's quieter and easier i'm just so busy i have so many emails i already pulled it up well yeah that email (laughs) barely has anything mine has all the amazon shipped received delivered shipped received delivered for every package including every person that's linked to my Amazon account. So there's a lot of emails. Me, mom, dad, you, and Simon. Yeah. Yeah, I I have no idea where it is. (laughs) Read me the question. Okay, I'm going to preface it. One of our fans Mm -hmm. sent us an email. The first email that we received was from Zulema. We answered it in a podcast uh, season one. We are in season two, so this is our second email. And it also happens to be talking about siblings. Yes. So this email is from Sophia, Mm -hmm. one of my closest friends. Mm -hmm. My biggest fan. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I think everyone is a fan of you. No, but you said... Something about you is just that That's entertaining. That's actually really funny. But you said that uh, they compromise. Zulema is your biggest fan. And Sophia is my biggest fan. <laughs> I don't know if that they actually came to that compromise. They were just <laughs> okay. arguing over who was a fan. And they were arguing over the reviews they posted on Apple Podcasts. Oh, you've never actually showed me those. We should look at those. Uh, I have them if you want me to pull them up on my phone. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> a live reaction response. <laughs> of course. 
Okay. So the email from Sophia is, Dear Kimberly and Cindy, a lot of siblings find their friendships to be circumstantial. Do you think that you would be friends if you weren't sisters? Do you want me to just answer that right now? I, I don't know if you want me to read the following question. And uh, then... I, I, I did want to start there and then we can continue after. Okay. So for us personally, I think we do have a lot of common ground. So it wouldn't be difficult for us to get along. But if we weren't sisters, I think it would have been hard for us to meet in general. So it's not that we wouldn't be friends. It's just the circumstances of crossing each other's paths. Just because we do have such different majors. We didn't even go to the same colleges. The only place we would have met was in high school for one year. And even then, we were in different circles. And I used to just occasionally see you and say hi. But that's because you were my sister. Had that not been the case, I feel like we wouldn't have really crossed paths to become friends. That is true. Uh, another thing that I would bring up is when I was in third grade and you were in kindergarten, the school that we were attending. Mm -hmm. But again, that's the, the fact that our mom put us in that school. Mm -hmm. If we weren't related and we had been still in the same school and in the same classroom, we would have barely brushed paths. That's it. We would have barely. Exactly. Yeah. The pr background for this is I was in a classroom that had this older sibling buddy system with yes. someone in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. My kindergarten buddy class was actually the classroom that Cindy was in. Yes, but we weren't buddies. We weren't buddies, I think because they knew that we had the same last name. Yeah. So they didn't assign us to that. But I was buddies with, I think, one of your friends. Uh, no, I was buddies with one of your friends. I don't know who you were buddied with. I don't remember. It's been a while. Yes. Yes, it has been a while. But I do remember telling you, I was like, oh, I'm buddies with so-and-so. And you were like, oh, that's my friend. I was like, oh, okay. But I don't, I don't know who you were buddied with. I mean, maybe they were my friend. I don't want to say that they weren't, but I just don't remember. Yeah, so that's the only closest encounters that we had. And mm -hmm. there were times that we would still link up with, or hang out with our friend and their buddy because we wanted to spend that free time hanging out mm -hmm. or talking, which kind of would have helped us become friends. But would we have been able to maintain contact at that time period, there weren't cell phones. We rarely used house phones. There was no internet. So it would have been hard. Yes, you are 100% right. I The funny thing, now that you're mentioning it, I remember in elementary school, we had like physical handouts of homework. And I had a person who was a f acquaintance, not really a friend, to be honest, that happened to miss school or left their homework at school and wanted a copy and was basically contacting everybody in like their phone book that they knew of and they happened to call me and I remember being so awkward about it because I was like hello <laughs> well I mean obviously they called the house one of our parents answered and they asked to talk to me <laughs> and then that's when I answered and I was like hello <laughs> who is this <laughs> why are you calling me 
And it happened to be a classmate of mine who was like, hey, did you start the homework? Because if you haven't, if you have a fax machine, could you fax me a copy because I left mine or wasn't at school, whatever the case may be. And my dad happened to have, you know, a fax machine. It was like an old one or something, but it was one that worked. And I was able to do this favor for this one student. But thinking about it now, if that were the case, I feel like it would have been difficult. Back then, it was difficult. Now, it's super easy. It's like, oh, just send me a picture. I'll just copy down the problems, you know? And we didn't even have cell phones. (laughs) Like I said, they called my house phone. My parents answered, and then he asked to speak to me. (laughs) So that is so crazy when I think about that instance that that happened. I mean, yeah, Later in like middle school, cell phones were more commonly used or obtained for younger kids. And even then, the camera qualities were not great. And they were itty bitty. Like the screens were like maybe an inch to an inch and a half until I, for me, I want to say I upgraded my phone in 2008, probably to like those touch screen phones. Because I remember I initially started with like a flip phone, which right now people will probably think the audacity. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but just back in those days, I feel like it was difficult to reach people you knew. So let alone somebody that you barely met, you barely spoke to, you just weren't in the same social circles I don't think we would have had the opportunity to get to know each other that well. So I wouldn't say our relationship is circumstantial. I feel like if for whatever reason we found out one of us were truly adopted, that wouldn't change anything between us. I I don't feel like our feelings would be like, oh, you're not my real sister. It's like, I'm stuck with you either way. (laughs) What does it matter for blood or not? And like we get along, so I I don't really have a problem with anything like that. So no, I don't think our sibling relationship is circumstantial, not for us at least. I agree. And that instance where Cindy brings up the being adopted, none of us are adopted as far as we know, but we're not adopted. I highly doubt it. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, despite that we all look really different, I will say that. Although for whatever reason, people say, used to say we looked alike. I think it was just our clothes, to be honest. I agree with that, yeah. Because I don't think we look alike. I feel like we have very different facial features. And we have different skin tones. We have different hair types. And our brother is also exactly the opposite to us. I feel like out of all of us, you have a darker skin tone. And... You have a little rounder face. We always say how you have a small round face. I do not have a round face. My brother has like a little bit of a boxy face, I feel like. It's round, but a little bit more angular. Yeah, no, a a box shape is definitely a facial face structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his is not too boxy. His is just, it's more round, but more angular and defined than yours is what I'm trying to say. His hair is, when he was little, it was curly. Now that his hair is thick, it like wants to be curly, but he doesn't leave it long anymore. So 
when he used to leave it long, it was just so thick and heavy that it just kind of looked really, really wavy. And mine is pretty much straight. It has a little bit of curls at the back of it, but not really. For the most part, it's just straight. My face, I don't know. It's like... You have an oval face. Yeah, but not long. It's just oval. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, you have a darker skin tone. I'm in the middle, and our brother has the lightest skin tone. And brown hair whereas you have like black hair i have dark brown hair <laughs> so it's like we just gradually got went from dark to light <laughs> and like everything i was gonna say it's like the printer was running out of ink yeah the longer it was being used yeah and i feel like maybe even our eye colors are the same johnny has the lightest colored eyes yeah i ha- i feel like i'm in the middle and i feel like you probably have the darkest set of eyes as well which is like really funny to me so, like, we look nothing alike, but we all know that we know, like, pretty much 100% that our parents are our parents, <laughs> especially with, like, the stories that they say. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, I feel like we need to bring them in. Or when we bring them in, not if, when we bring them in. Yes, that is a definite thing I want to do as well. This is going to have to be, like, some of the things we talk about. Yeah, that's a good point. I'd like to see like the struggles of raising three different kids because obviously we were really different and how it progressed. Did we want to ask the next question from the email? Yes. So Sophia's second question is, what do you hope your sister knows about how you feel about them? A relationship is not circumstantial, Kim. No, I don't know. I feel like I don't think I've ever talked about this, not with you at least, but something I've wanted to do and will eventually get to is I have been wanting to write letters to every one of our family members to give to them. It's basically like things that you feel but have been unspoken for a long time. And I constantly think about that. I'm like, what would I say or what would I write to this person to help them or to explain the way I am with them? So that makes me think of this question. And to be honest, I feel like between you and I, I don't have a lot of things that I have to say. I feel like I'm quite open or honest with you for the most part. I mean, I will say it is a little hard to be affectionate. That That is weird. It just feels off. I mean, because I know you know, so I don't want to say it. It's just like that unspoken bond kind of thing. It's like, you know, it's there. It's just like, don't talk about it. <laughs> so like that feels weird. But other than that, I feel like for the most part, everything's out there. It's like, you, you know, that our, our relationship is good and there's like no problems or and I wouldn't change anything about it because... We do have a good communication and we don't have any barriers that's like, oh, hey, can I like talk to you about this? It's like super awkward. It's like really weird. It's like maybe there's a couple things that I may not talk to you about. Not that I don't want to. It's just like it doesn't bother me. It's just like there or it's like not in the forefront of everything else in the world. So it's just I haven't brought it up. Maybe eventually down the line we'll get to talk about it or we'll bring it up. But for the most part, I feel like the thing for us is like, you know, I love you, although I don't say it. You know, 
I'll always be there, although I don't say it. And I feel like the same can be said for me, like for me to use. Like, I know you love me. You don't often say it unless you want to be annoying, in which case you always say it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do that. But other than that, I feel like even if you're like super busy and overwhelmed, I'm sure you would make time as well. Like if, if something important happened, you know, it's like we always say school's important, but, you know, people are important as well, which is what I mentioned like in the last podcast. It's easy to forget those things. I very easily had forgotten those things in some instances. And that point was brought up to me like, no, you know, you are more important than school or work and stuff like that. I I don't feel like I have any unspoken thing (laughs) between you and I or even our family because I've learned from my mistakes. So I know if I have to talk to somebody, I do have that. Like, I feel comfortable enough that even if you're super busy, if I'm like, hey, really seriously, like when you have a moment or if you can spare a moment, I need to talk to you. I feel like everybody's going to drop down, drop everything and be like, what? What's wrong? You know, Mm -hmm. or like, what do you want to talk about? And even if it's just like, I just wanted to say I love you. (laughs) They would have been like, why are you scaring me? But still at the same time, like, oh, well, I love you too. (laughs) So I, I don't, I don't feel like there's anything unspoken that I haven't said I feel like for the most part you should know how I feel about you even if it's not explicitly said it's there and I feel like there are other ways of feeling it I think that's a really good point I would say the one thing I want you to know (laughs) that I never tell you I I mean I'm pretty sure I do tell you because I can't hide it there are always things that go in my head and I don't want to talk about it and then when I get to the point of talking about it it may reopen wounds, so sometimes I just need that shoulder to cry on kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But one of the things that has just been on my nerves about you. Oh, okay. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. some of the fillers you use. Because oh. I have to listen to those more than once. Yes. Uh, I have been noticing that I keep asking for confirmation. Do you know what I mean? And I literally just used it a while ago, and the moment the words came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) I said it. (laughs) I can't take it back. I think one of the things that I've also noticed is the, um, not noticed, but I think it's good as far as like the podcast goes, as far as some of the other things goes, is that you're really good at filling in the silence. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is a blessing and a curse. Yes, I agree. I 100% agree. I do find that occasionally I feel like I'm just talking way too much. And sometimes I'm the type of person that although I do talk a lot, I really like listening to people as well. So that's where my dilemma lies. Although I'm talking so much and I'm like, say I have this like really life expose that everybody's just learning so much about me. But I still have so much to learn about you or so much that I can learn from you. So that's where it's like a little bit like difficult where the want doesn't exactly match up what's happening. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> So if you have more to teach me, please, by all means, take it away. 
I think it's just a matter of finding that balance, especially like with this podcast, because we're starting it together. But the more I realize I've been more on the producer editor aspect of it and the interviewer rather than that balance. Yeah. And I will say right now, I feel like it's more because you have more time. I think the whole producer and editor thing won't go away. But the whole interviewing thing, I do have questions occasionally, but sometimes it's just so easy for me to forget. I have so many other things on my mind, which is why I asked if you wanted to talk about this topic about siblings, because I was looking up sibling related questions. So if we have fully rounded out answered that question, we can go into sibling related questions that I found or am looking at or will will find and they're not exactly sibling related but it's stuff that you being my sibling I would I suppose like to ask and find out so this one's just kind of like uh how would you describe yourself if you had to tell the podcast again who you were not in so minimal words but how would you have described yourself So this is like your dating profile (laughs) description, if you will, where you have to say, oh, I've always been this type of person, soft-spoken, a little bit crazy, outgoing, whatever it is that you feel are words that describe yourself. But in this instant, you can elaborate. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm just an introvert. (laughs) I love how you say that because that's actually my answer to everything. (laughs) Yeah. No, but this time, like, elaborate. Like, okay, you're an introvert. What do you mean? What does that mean? What are you trying to say? A way to describe myself in detail which first of all is the hardest thing to ask a student who is used to providing concise ideas it's just hard and i cannot think of answers how about you give me the concise answer and i will ask you to elaborate if i feel that it is necessary okay a couple of ways that i would describe myself would be passionate Headstrong, soft-spoken, kind of creative, and overachiever. Okay. I feel like those are pretty good descriptors. Is there anything you want to add? Like you said passionate, but you never really said about what? That is where the problem lies. Okay. Because I am passionate about people, books, TV shows, ideas, lifestyles. Kind of fashion, not really. Kind of makeup, not really. I'm just intrigued by so many things that I go through this sensory overload just with these items that I don't need other people's companionship to be happy. But if I find a companion who also shares an interest with this, then I'm going to be like, heck yeah, I have a friend now. We are going to go ahead and watch this TV show together forever. Right. Okay. That's a little overwhelming, but okay. <laughs> That's no, why but I said passionate. No, no, I, I understand. I think you have like a really good point there that when you find somebody that has similar interests to you, It's kind of nice to have someone that's, I guess, the opposite of me, not willing to fill the silence, just willing to enjoy the moment. 
you know? So like the TV show moment or just reveling in the passion of something. Yeah, and I think that's why this pandemic has ruined friendships and rekindled friendships for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's happened to you, but for me, I know that I lost a couple of friends because of the pandemic because we had some passions, but they wanted to fill the silence and I'm not one who needs that all the time. There's moments where I need that sense of quietness for me to relish in the things that I'm intrigued by. Yeah. And then there's people who are willing to also be watching a movie or a TV show. We don't need to talk. But once we finish that TV show, we'll talk about that TV show. We don't need to discuss anything else. There are moments, though, where we will maybe talk for an hour and then go straight into a TV show. It always depends. Yeah, I, I feel like that's um that's a good description for the most part. You did say headstrong as well. Care to elaborate? For for all the single fellas out there that might be interested. <laughs> By headstrong, I am mostly referencing my horoscope, which says that I am stubborn, mm -hmm. which I am. If I have a, an idea in my head, I am 90% not going to change my mind unless you give me a logical explanation or there's a way you can change my mind but it takes a long time i tend to stand on my ground and sometimes that causes fights especially in relationships oh interesting interesting solving problems here mm -hmm. i mean in this way it's giving you a little bit more insight on some of the issues with my past relationships hmm. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you never really like i, I guess talk about them too much i know you probably don't want to on the podcast i feel like that's too much and i mean sometimes i feel like i'm oversharing a lot as well but sometimes it's nice to share a good thing because it's like that i i'm pretty sure i've used this analogy before it's like oh look at my shiny new toy or something like that it's like or i made this i built this you referenced that last episode or the episode before where you were comparing sharing Simon as sharing a new puppy. Yeah. It's like, look at my new puppy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, I still have that same mentality where sharing something that is like good or pure or means so much to you, it's, it gives you like that same feeling it's like oh look at my new puppy love my puppy as much as i love my puppy <laughs> so it's just like admire this as much as i admire it or something like that one of the reasons why i avoid talking about my past relationships i've talked about them we've talked about them on the podcast i don't yes, mind yes. talking about it but some of the instances i would avoid talking about it in a public space because it may skew people's perception of who I am as a person in that kind of relationship. So I would much rather avoid it. But at the same time, I feel like if I shared that experience, it might cause others to be aware of the dangers in some relationships. Mm -hmm. 
I'm trying to find that balance. Eventually, I will talk about it, but I don't know where that balance is yet. No, that's that's a 100% valid reason. I was just, that was like another question that I suppose I had that is just like, I'm talking about my relationship all the time, but we don't really talk about you and your relationships. I know you're not currently in one, which is probably why we talk about mine all the time. I mean, every relationship has issues and I have also mentioned how occasionally Simon and I, when we argue or fight, we we explicitly have to communicate with each other. And that's why I was sharing it. Like that communication, that moment where like, okay, yes, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that is sometimes what you really need. If you can ever think of instances where you would like to share and we can talk about in a different podcast mistakes we've made and make me make a small mini segment of Kim talking about her relationship mistakes because I mean I'm sure I could also list some but off the top of my head I usually don't because the point of making mistakes is learning from them so you no longer make them so it can be very easy for me for example to forget some mistakes that I have made because I've moved past them so I'm making new mistakes so we talked about passionate we talked about headstrong i already forgot the other terms i used you did say soft-spoken yes uh soft-spoken for sure i am a very timid person timid by shy i'm not saying i'm timid like if i get into a situation that i have to defend myself i'm going to defend myself and the moment i walk away i'm gonna go into full tears mode (laughs) that is a good point to bring up but i feel like soft-spoken can be kind of interpreted in our podcast where I am the more active speaker. Yes. So yes, that can be seen as well. But it's not to say that you're not an active speaker as well or that you don't have things to talk about or that you don't want to talk because you can. You, I can very clearly see that when we are talking, you can very much be an active speaker where you carry the conversation or where you have more to say. It's just your default setting tends to be more Mm soft-spoken rather than active speaker. (laughs) And I think I brought this up on the very first episode of our podcast where I've become more of an active speaker thanks to a professor who said, no, I need everyone to always contribute to a classroom discussion at least once every week. And whether it is asking a question or following up, I realized that a bit late that you learn more by engaging. And if I had learned that earlier, I probably would have figured out what my major would have been at a different time period than when I did. And I'm still trying to figure out how to break away from the soft spokenness because I don't want to overstep. And that's an issue that we, I have, I personally have. There's people who always overstep. And as far as life goes, it's how they are able to succeed because they're willing to trample over other people to get to what they want. And in my case, I end up getting stuck in situations that I may hate, but I still do them because I have an obligation to see it through. I think that pretty much covers a little bit of what you think about yourself and kind of a little bit of explaining why it is the way you are. Mm -hmm. 
I feel like that's a good, like, those are good points to bring up for people who don't really know you all that well. Although you may be soft-spoken, you can be an active speaker. And although you may not always be an active speaker, it's just not your natural setting. Mm -hmm. So tell me this, why? Why did you want to make a uh, create a podcast? Apart from, I, I do remember we have spoken about this a little bit. It's like a creative outlet or an outlet to talk about things. But being the person you are that we all have gotten to know, who can act more as an interviewer, how is it that you alone thought to create this podcast or a podcast, any podcast, because this wasn't your first attempt. I know that. But this is the one that we've stuck to longest. Yes. I think one of the reasons that I wanted to start the podcast is to break out of my shell, uh, out of the shell of being soft-spoken, out of the shell in general, kind of put myself out there. And putting myself out there is a thing that I realize I do all the time, but I always do it behind a screen or I do it behind something else. Like there's always some kind of obstacle in front of me. I do not believe that I can be a YouTube influencer or a content creator because I feel like I don't have the skill set for that. But I know I have the capability to learn those skill sets on my own and eventually get there. So right now, podcasting is just me breaking out of the soft-spokenness. And getting used to talking to myself, if that makes sense. Because I'm not talking to myself completely. In our instance, in this podcast, we're talking to each other. But I still have it. I haven't gotten rid of it. But I still have another podcast. I haven't started recording on it. But it was a podcast that I had struggled figuring out what path I wanted the solo podcast to go to. But the title of it was enough for me to launch it. I titled it Escaping Reality, which is a thing that I like in general. There's something about fantasy, fiction, whimsical, all of these terms to explore, which is another passion that I have. And I guess it's just a matter of creating or dedicating time to create content for that solo podcast. I have ideas, but I don't have the time to do the thing I wanted to do to prepare for it, then actually record or write down ideas to record relating to that, and then editing and all that. That's a longer project that I at the moment don't have time for and that in a way that kind of helps push my content creating skills for that so as a whole podcasting to me is learning new skills pushing me out of my comfort zone and get me to develop confidence in myself while eliminating the fear of hearing your own voice that is a good point and I will say it can be very cringy to hear your own voice, but it's not that bad. I, I mean, I feel like I've gotten more used to it, but it, yes, it, it. I feel like 
everybody can agree with you in that standpoint that it can be very weird to just hear your own voice especially in recording or in a video or anything it's just like oh you like shudder when you hear it. you're like is that what i sound like Ew. <laughs> oh my god i will say i completely am totally okay with hearing my own voice what i cannot get over for some reason is having someone else hear my own voice in front of me. Yes, I have noticed that. When our mom listens to our podcast, you're like, stop, no, not while I'm here. <laughs> or like, because it's happened to her where her car is connected to Bluetooth and it's therefore connected to her phone. And she was last listening to our podcast through Bluetooth headphones, but when she connected to the car, the car was playing our podcast. and. If Kim happened to be in the car, she was like, stop, turn it off. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and the funny thing is, one time, Simon and I went somewhere with mom and dad in the car and mom's phone happened to connect to Bluetooth again. And it started playing our podcast, but she had it on like really low volume where I kept hearing my voice and I was like, I'm not talking to myself in my head. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it was our podcast playing really softly on the speakers of the car. And I was like, oh, that's the podcast. It was so funny. I, I thought it was hilarious, especially like nobody knew my thought process. I was like, I'm hearing myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's not me, <laughs> like not actively, not right now, not my thoughts. Oh, but it was so funny. Like, I'm now telling you the podcast and you, Kim, it's just, I thought it was so funny. And nobody, like, knew that that, that was going through my head. Actually, that kind of perfectly transitions to a question that I had from the Reddit forums that I was exploring. Oh, okay. Um, this forum comes from the No Stupid Questions. Okay. <laughs> I kind of love that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the question is, does everyone have complex inner dialogues with themselves? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So I, I love this because, yes, I feel like women in general, I that I've started to notice, like I've begun noticing that they have this whole scenario occasionally of a moment that there is gonna happen. Like they're planning out, oh, I'm gonna say, go on a date. It's like, okay, this is how it's gonna go. We're gonna go watch a movie. Who knows what's gonna happen? Maybe we'll hold hands. Maybe like say it's a first date. So yes, maybe you'll hold hands. <laughs> so it's like really awkward. It's like, but maybe he'll put his arm around me. Like you're coming up with a whole scenario of what's likely to happen. Even if it doesn't happen, you're, like, not disappointed either way because you're, like, caught up in a moment of being on a date. So you don't really think about it. But beforehand, you're so overwhelmed. I feel like sometimes it's like, what do you do? It's like, I can't just stand here and just wait for it to happen. So instead, you just have this inner dialogue. You actually do. You literally plan out, like, this is what's going to happen or this is what I would like to happen, even if it doesn't happen. Like, personally, I come up with scenarios and I'm like, I know this isn't going to happen, but I don't really care. It's just a way to pass time or a way to keep my mind off of things. 
or a way to plan an argument or a defense when you do something you are not supposed to do. Yeah, that is a good point, too. Uh, yesterday, when Johnny and I went to go get food for all of us, mm -hmm. we went to Jack in the Box. And he knows that I scratched the side of my car, the paint side of the car, on one of those cylinder concrete pillars mm -hmm. at a Jack in the Box. And he's like, is this the jack-in-the-box where you scratched your car? And I was like, what? No, that jack-in-the-box is somewhere else. And let me explain to you what happened. I meant to exit the jack-in-the-box and I accidentally went behind the jack-in-the-box into a car wash, but it was going to go into the car wash machine. It wasn't like mm. a drive-through or park kind of thing. And I was trying to exit it. I couldn't exit the way I had entered. So I had to reverse. And the cylinder block wasn't perpendicular to the ground. It was actually slanted because someone had crashed into it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I knew the situation. The angle of the cylinder block was in a way that it couldn't appear in my side mirrors. It was actually below the view line. And I already had planned Everything I was going to say to defend myself against our dad. He's like, you were listening to the music too loud that you didn't hear the car being scratched. So I'm like, no, the sound was already off. I had turned off the sound. You were driving too fast. No, I was reversing. I can't drive fast in reverse. It's like, you don't check your blind spots. I was checking my blind spots. It just happened to be underneath everything. And I can't look under where the rear is. It was at the bottom half of the door. And he was like doing this and had told this same exact situation to Johnny. And he's like, calm down. It sounds like you're getting all emotional. Like it just happened. I'm like, no, because I mentally prepared for that entire dialogue. And I had an answer to all of those instances. Yeah, no, but that is a good point. I feel like a lot of people, there's a lot of things that people don't talk about. Not that it's not done. I feel like it's just everybody does it individually so you don't really acknowledge it so yes i personally do have an inner monologue occasionally that occurs but it doesn't always happen just because i'm silent in one place sometimes my mind can be blank but yeah occasionally i can create a conversation of oh i want to talk about this today on the podcast for example and i can start okay this is where we're gonna start off kim will probably say a couple things on this i can say a couple things on that so yeah you just mentally start preparing for it and i feel like that's what it is you're just mentally preparing for something and in some cases it's good to mentally prepare in other cases it's like social anxiety it's a defense mechanism Mm -hmm. You're just trying to plan out every single circumstance or scenario that's going to happen and how you can defend yourself or respond or react to it. And then some kind of curveball will come in and just completely ruin those plans. Yeah, but no, I actually kind of like that question. It's a good point. Like not many people talk about it, but it's something I feel like many people probably do. Yeah. I, I just thought that was the most perfect transition into the Reddit forum. I won't keep looking into other ones because we already talked at length mm -hmm. about certain things that I think were necessary to talk about. Given the questions we asked, I feel like, yes, we answered our questions and we don't technically need to add to 
make this a decent conversation that we've had because that's basically what our podcast is a conversation it, it definitely is ongoing forever and ever and ever and ever and ever yeah even after we finish talking about earth even after we finish recording we keep talking <laughs> we're sisters we're gonna just keep talking whether it is about the topic that we talk about on the podcast what to do for next time something that happened in class at work or a situation that is occurring we just have endless conversations these are just the ones we happen to record for everyone else to enjoy during their walks with dogs that feels very specific yes <laughs> yeah but no and i feel like when you think about it that's what most podcasts are if they're not exactly like ours because some are genuinely more interviewee yes that's a word <laughs> <laughs> Whereas ours is just conversation-y. I think we're using the, this particular podcast to A, talk to each other in a different platform and aware of potential audiences. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, we're using it to kind of document some of our relationship. That's true. That's, very, that's a very good point, especially given our beginning segment, if you will, where we are talking about being siblings and how how does that translate if we weren't you know our relationship given that we are siblings and then if we weren't i think this kind of also ties together with our upbringing being filmed by our mom growing up in certain instances i'm not going to get into details about that but we were many moments of our lives have been documented in video form in certificate form in homework assignments but the ones that share our sibling love for each other and for our brother is either documented in photos or home videos and this is a new platform to revisit that is true because if this continues years down the line can you imagine listening back to these initial videos Probably will still feel exactly the same. Ew, how cringy. But now instead of it being, oh, it's my own voice. It's like, how stupid were we when we started <laughs> this podcast? Oh, man. I would love to bring in like other family members in here. Not just mom and dad, but mm -hmm. other ones. And get their perspective. On the podcast or just their perspective on topics? On topics and maybe, for instance, we have family members who married into the family. Mm -hmm. What would be their nostalgia or their first memory of us when they first met us? And for some of them, we were kids. Yes. And you know what's actually very interesting about this is that, I mean, Simon's not married into our family but he has been with me for a very long time that when he met some of our family, they were just kids. So now that he sees a couple people, he's like, when I met them, they were like eight. And I was like, ooh, that's quite a difference. So it's like, yes, we were young. And yes, they were young, but there is such a difference. And I feel like depending on the people we ask they may or may not have a lot of input to give us because 
Some people were in our lives more at certain points, and some people are in our lives more currently, if not at this exact moment because of this whole pandemic, but they know us more recently than they did when we were younger. Mm -hmm. Because when we started our podcast, it was basically get to know us. And some of our family that did listen to our podcast didn't know some things about us because they happened to us when we weren't prominent in each other's lives that much. Or this specific person I'm referring to that I thought of off the top of my head was not born yet because, you know, he was a younger person or he is a younger person than us. So he just didn't know certain things about us. And I feel like this is kind of nice because it gives an input for people that just don't really know us. I mean, they're related to us. They're our family. They know us personally, but they don't know who we are, what we stand for. And I feel like that's one of the things that I have personally loved about one of our family members. When they found out I was a vegetarian, they wanted to know everything about me because what gave you this standpoint? Like, what are your thoughts on politics? What What is everything? Like, explain. <laughs> I and, think this is mentioned in episode one of our podcast. Yeah, but I, I definitely think that that's a good, this is a good way to do that. Like, this is how I feel. I may no longer be a vegetarian, but I also am still a huge advocate for like the planet and like Earth's well-being or animals' well-being as well. Because although I may consume some food that is animal-based, a lot of the stuff that I do consume may not be animal-based or products have nothing to do with animals that I buy anymore. Some products may, but personally, I always think about, okay, say this is leather that I'm buying. At least I'm thinking about the longevity of it. So it's like, okay, it's leather, but it will last me a lot longer than if I buy some $20 pair of shoes that's just cheap plastic or fabric that's just going to fall apart and I will need to repurchase, repurchase, repurchase. Whereas this other leather pair of shoes, for example, just has a longer longevity. So that's my stance on certain things. I want to bring him in. Yes, I agree. I would love to, but we would have to ask and also set up some kind of way that we could do that. I feel like that would have to be a summer activity, though, when we have time and we are more flexible with our time. Yes. Then, then. Yeah, no, I I 100% agree. This person is somebody that I would love to have on our podcast. Unfortunately, though, I feel like it's going to kind of suck because I'm pretty sure they don't listen to our podcast, which is totally fine. You don't have to listen to our podcast, but I don't want to have to like recover certain things, although I'm like super like redundant. I just I'm constantly repeating myself, (laughs) but it just helps to get certain points across or Personally, I feel like if somebody's barely joining the podcast and they don't want to go back to like listen to everything or don't remember specifically what I spoke about, it's kind of nice to barely bring it up and be like, oh, like I, I touched on this before, but I'll, I'll briefly mention it again. Yeah. But yes, on the list, on my mind, I feel like a lot of the people that I would like to potentially interview are people that... I genuinely am just curious about who are you? Why are you this person? Tell me more. Yes, but in a public standpoint, 
Yes. Very different. No, no, no. I 100% agree. And I feel like since these are pre-recorded, I don't think that's an issue because if we do happen to bring anything up or they happen to talk to us and like feel totally fine with us saying or hearing certain things that they have said, they may not be comfortable sharing it publicly. That's totally fine. I get that. That's fine. And like we have said, we have edited these, but we usually, we technically like don't really have a filter. Like for the most part, everything we say stays in the podcast, unless it just is like utter nonsense or it is like personal stuff that we just kind of accidentally stuck in. And then we're like, oh, we'll cut this out. I I 100% agree. I feel like we should keep that in mind that it is public. So it would be something like, okay, we want to ask you these things, but only answer things that you would be comfortable with other people listening to or knowing. It's going to be public knowledge. Not 100%, but for whoever listens to this, it would be public to them. With all of that said, I think it's a perfect place for us to wrap up this episode. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of A Playful Escape. We are on all of the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Discord, Patreon, and now Reddit, apparently. (laughs) Make sure you follow us. Our handle is A Playful Escape. Send us an email on any Reddit forums that you think we should explore, any other topics, or if you have any questions that you want us to address on the podcast at some point. And if you have a story you want to share with us, our email is aplayfulescape at gmail.com. Any final comments, Cindy? Yeah, just send those messages, emails, questions, any statements, the email, our um, Discord, or the Reddit that will soon be published <laughs> more more content will be on there as well i think is a good thing to say yes yes it will be i will link all of our social media handles in the description our email will be there until next time bye bye everyone